Well, hello, what's up, Divi Nation? I am happy to be here today with my fellow panelists, these two handsome fellas right here. Uh, if you can't see them, don't worry. We're going to introduce them in just a second if you are listening audio only. Today on Divi Chat, we are going to be talking about something that is crucially important for every Divi site and every other site, basically, except for the fact that nobody wants to talk about it because it's super boring. We are going to talk about... <laughs> monitoring and protecting your i'm sorry i dozed <laughs> off in the middle of the title no forget it you know how we roll here at divi chat we're gonna make it fun this will be all right it'll be all right right guys yes, yes. would you we like to meet your panel shall we start with the magnificent mike devitt see what he's got planned for us today thank you stephanie hi everyone my name is Mike Devitt, and I'm representing Web Design Pro, where we create all kinds of websites from brochure to e-commerce and beyond. And did you all know that this year, Duran Duran's Rio album is celebrating its 40th birthday? So in celebration, I'd like to say that with us, that if you are hungry like the wolf for a new website, you don't need to save a prayer for its arrival. I will personally show for it to you in my own way, leaving you to dance across the Rio Grande with happiness. Wow. Wow. You... <laughs> it's just... amazing. You have nothing else to... Wow. I know. Sorry, Eric. I should have made him go last. Why do I always forget that? I don't know, because I have nothing to say. <laughs> Eric, go, tell the people who you are. Hey, everybody. Uh, so my name is Eric, and I'm with Divi Agency Coach and In Transit Studios, and uh, I have nothing clever or witty to say. I love this topic, though. This is a good topic to have. Um, so uh, excited to be here to talk about I'm I'm excited to be here, too, just because it is important, and I love a personal challenge to make something technical and boring to not feel so <laughs> horrible. So we're going to see. I haven't worked up any uh jokes about hosting or i mean about uh monitoring but we'll see we'll see what happens you know maybe we'll wrap later who knows um so first up oh i didn't even say who i am i'm stephanie Hudson. who are you hi guys i work at focus wp in fact i own half the company and it's a great bunch and we offer white label outsourced services so that you can work less and do more of what you love, but also make more money at the same time. How about that magical combo? Please come check us out at focuswp.co and also hang out with us in our Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz. You'll see these two guys over there every once in a while as well. Okay, on to our topic. We've got sort of a two-part topic tonight. We're going to talk about how to protect your site and also how to monitor your site once you've protected it. So we're going to kind of divide it up like that. And the first section that we're going to talk about is chronologically what happens first. And that is how do you set yourself up for success with your website when you are building one for yourself or for your client? What are the steps that you take to protect it? Now, we don't have our pal Tim Streifler here to define it. But um, one of you guys, either one of you volunteer to define what we mean when we say protect your site and what that will sort of cover in the in the terms of this um, this yeah. podcast episode. Yeah. Mike? Yes. Do it. I'm going to do it. going to do it. I'm just just 
gonna get Tim's <laughs> channeling, aura going, channeling energy Tim. going. Where are you, Tim? Uh, so <laughs> security starts with your website hosting company, but more importantly, it is applied by you as the web designer or developer on the website using a combination of tactics to prevent attack. And this this starts from uh, configuring WordPress. Uh, you'll quite often hear it, uh, the term hardened WordPress, um, and and then using a certain combination of themes like Divi um, and plugins, known plugins, good plugins um, from uh, reputable uh, authors from the WordPress.org repository. Hey, we're um, defining what it means to protect. You don't get to give all the tips first. Oh, I wasn't like, what is it? What are we talking about? Well, we're Why do we need to protect web, it? We were protecting the website from external attack, from, uh, from people who have got nothing else better to do uh, than to uh, create something like uh, a denial, a distributed denial of service attack, for example, known as a DDoS. Um, so we'll talk about that this evening, um, but we've got all kinds of different methods and different ways in which to protect that website so that when you're building client site, a client site, that you build it, harden it, and then hopefully, uh, if it's well looked after, then uh, it'll never get hacked, um, hopefully. Okay, that's a great start. Eric, do you have yeah. anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I think it's just um, so there. It, this is this is one of those things. So I I try to I, I don't try to, but I, I generally come at it at almost all of our topics from the the business owner perspective, the the business side of it. Um, and this is one of those things that there's a lot of news um, from time to time uh, out there about, you know, something getting hacked and, you know, all this cybersecurity and stuff like that. And this, this kind of falls under that. And so there are, there are people out there that um, like to, they would classify it as having fun. Uh, they like to play around on the internet and look for things to do. Um, and so one of the examples that uh, I, I was sharing that, uh, before we went live is uh, I, I remember reading one time somewhere that uh, one of the types of websites that get hacked into a good bit, for example, are websites of churches. Uh, oh my gosh, and, you guys, wait till you hear this, what's happening. Yeah. And the the reason is, one, they, they – notoriously have bad security. Um, the username is going to be admin um, and the password is going to be Jesus loves you. There you go. If you ever want to hack into anything, church, <laughs> password. Um, but no, but these are, you know, these are generally younger people out there, um, high school students, stuff like that. And they think it's funny to hack into a church website and go a few pages in, not the homepage, but go a few pages in and start putting up picture, you know, pornographic pictures um, on the church. It's not fun. If you're laughing, you know where you're going. I'm, I'm a pastor. No, and, and I know. I'm just kidding. It's chocolate. hilarious. It's and awful. Then pray for them. Yeah, but this is this is what people do. So sometimes it's people just playing around, um, and then it can be if you know uh, people looking for like most of us here aren't going to have 
websites that are capturing and storing people's credit cards. You know, we're using, we're, we're, we are, there are three ways to manage risk. And one of the three ways to manage risk is to defer the risk. And we do that by using like Stripe and PayPal to process payments, things like that. Um, so anyway, so it's, it's, it's a lot of things. It's, uh, and, and what's, what's great from the, from the, the business side of it is you need to know just a little bit securing the website isn't hard. Here's, here's the thing, like all you have to do is a few things, um, and, and you're going to be really okay. Uh, you know, online security, you know, security, uh, online identity theft, hacking websites, they're going 95% of the time, they're, if not even more, they're going to go after the, the site with the least resistance. Um, so you, you just got to be careful. Like if I'm working in a coffee shop, um, which I do a lot as a digital nomad when we're traveling around, um, I, I never uh, use a seat in a coffee shop or a co-working space without looking to make sure there's not a, a security camera aimed right at, you know, my screen. For example, I never because, even yeah, 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 good yeah, one, yeah, good one, Eric. That's a I thought you were going to talk about public networks then. And you I know I use a VPN at a coffee games. shop, but yeah. uh, that's but, rookie but, stuff. But yeah. VPNs don't actually do anything um, to like you know my by the time my information leaves my computer, even through the VPN or not VPN, it's already encrypted and, and stuff like that. But it's it's seeing it on the screen um, and. Uh, so anyway, but that's a whole different uh, uh, topic. What our websites are the, the same way. As long as you put up just a, a few things, you know, somebody might try to get in, but the, the moment that it's not easy, they're gonna they're gonna skip on and go on to the. They're looking for this to be an easy target. So um, so this is something that so you that is easy for you to learn and you know, something you can talk to prospective clients about and don't make, don't, don't do it from fear, but just like, oh yeah, we, we've got this covered and here's how we do it. And it's going to set you apart in the marketplace and let you charge more. Right. Yeah. I agree with that without using this as a scare tactic. So um, guys, why don't we talk first about um, what kind of security plugins we use there. Are, there are a number of them on the market that are reputable and good. What's your What's your go to? Well, I tend to uh, look at security as a number of different plugins. So, mm -hmm. firstly, um, I like to use um, a, a sort of spam plugins because um, I think reputation of your website is also important. Oh, that's good. Uh, and um, there are there are probably two really good spam plugins, but there's also a bit of protection built into some of the um, email SMTP plugins as well. So mm -hmm. let me just run through run through these. Uh, the Clean Talk plugin is without a doubt probably the best um, plugin for stopping spam on your website. The amount of websites I've put Clean Talk on where the client has been just like pulling their hair out with this rubbish that just keeps appearing in their inboxes. Um, in fact, I'm I'm going to see a client tomorrow and I already know we're going to have this conversation. Um, and, and it's so frustrating for them. And you put clean talk on there and it is instant. And it's very, very quick. So clean talk itself as a plugin 
has a free trial on it. So when you go to WordPress.org and you install CleanTalk, there's this thing, you think, oh, it's free, it's free. It's a free trial. And the free trial doesn't last very long. I think it's about seven or eight days. And then it's a very, very cheap plugin to buy for, um, I usually buy it for about three years, or you can buy in multiple licenses. You can resell them as a, as a web designer as well if you wanted to do that, put a number of sites on them. Um, but it's around about $8 a year. Um, it's um, most importantly, it's also compatible with many of the caching plugins as well. Um, you'll you'll see some of the other um, actual uh, the next plugin I'll talk about. Um, actually, there's a there's a whole page on it about how to configure it with some of the caching plugins. But CleanTalk. One of the works. cautions I will say on CleanTalk mm. is mm. that you can go a little over the top with it oh yeah and then you'll start yeah. running into getting issues with people hitting a white screen that says something about their ip address is blocked by clean talk or things like that yeah. we've run into those kind of issues as well so that's a good one what's your other spam plugin that you like yeah so the uh, black hole for bad bots plugin oh, uh, now this a is a fun name yeah yes yeah, it's a fun name and it's got some um let me just uh it's it's got a very high rating on the WordPress repository, um, but you do need to check the installation notes. Um, so, for example, WP Fastest Cache is probably again one of the most popular caching plugins on the market. Um, but you need to then install the Black Hole Cache Helper plugin if you're installing WP Fastest Cache. You need to go and look at some of the documentation. Okay, so that one's on a little more plugins. complicated. Yeah, I yeah. think I think. The great thing with clean talk is that and it's a good point you made stephanie about you know um getting the five four three two one message uh, for people approaching the website with clean talk you'd still need to go and configure these properly you still need to read the documentation and, and check what you're doing because you know it's not just a flick of a switch and everything's configured as you want it to be so um but black hole for bad bots does have a free version and it has a paid for version as well. So if you're just looking for a free version, you can just use the black hole uh, for bad. Boss you know, plugin. which one I like that's free is um, anti-spam B. It's oh, like right. a little yeah. bumblebee, yes. anti-spam yes. B. It's totally yes, I think free. You mentioned that before. Yeah. I use that on sites that don't have an issue. Like if somebody is getting pummeled with spam, that's yeah. not going to cut it. But I use, um, I use anti-spam B when I don't want to deal with the over the top stuff with clean talk and getting that. Yep. Okay, so sp spam protection is an important one. What about general, like what are considered security plugins? Yep. I mean, mine, the one I think of first, I think comes to all of our minds first is usually WordFence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. And the WordFence community is really strong as well. The, the, um, the, the actual um, author, uh, it's Mark Maunders, the, um, the, um, I think he's either the owner uh, of, of WordFence, but he's, He's uh, got some great, uh, great, a great team. They do a number of YouTube videos where they actually take you through um, some instances where sites have been hacked. I think there's a, a, a WordFence YouTube channel you can go and check out. Um, they were doing some things on a regular basis, uh, uh, just going through some of these uh, sort of real life examples where they're showing you uh, examples of what an, a, a sort of uh, particular attack looks like how people can gain access to credentials quite easily 
um, and then how WordFence protects it. <laughs> so it's a, it's also a good advert for their for their plugin. But I think I've used WordFence on a, a huge amount of websites. Do you use the free version or the paid version? I've used both. Um, the free version uh, I've found to be very effective, but that also can go wrong as well. Mm. Um, and I've found WordFence can actually um, cause problems, particularly on very busy e-commerce sites. Um, and so what I've done in the past uh, when that's happened um, is I've used, there's, a, there's another WordFence plugin to uninstall it, to give it a clean uninstall and then for it to start again. Because what you're doing with WordFence is WordFence is learning about your website when you install it. So if you completely delete it, including all of the tables that come with WordFence in your database, um, then when you come to delete it, you are then deleting all of that uh, information as well and all of that learning. Um, but at the end of the day, if it goes wrong, it can cause problems and you can end up with the dreaded 503 errors. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. Joan so, Margot has a question here. She's asking if um, a plugin like WordFence could interfere with a hosting company's already built-in security system. And the answer is, of course, that it depends what they're doing. Basically, what you don't want to have happen is to have two things doing the same thing. So there, as you're hearing, we're talking about all these different levels and areas that things can be protected and hardened. And um, that, so if you've got something trying to do the same thing, that's going to cause problems. Same as if you used two different things to do your minification or your caching or whatever, or, you know, if your host has caching built in and then you're adding on top of that, that you, that's when you sort of start to run into issues. So it depends on what host you're using and you may be able to just reach out to the host because they will most likely be familiar with WordFence and be able to guide you on that if it is not just a cheapo host and you can actually get a support person that knows anything. <laughs> yeah. I think the difficulty is with hosting is that there's a probably a, a a feeling that when you're buying hosting that the hosting company is going to take care of you. You know, I've got a host, you know, I've got a hosting company, I'm all sorted. I've only paid five, you know, I'm only paying five dollars a month for my hosting, nice and cheap. Mm -hmm. You know, got a really good deal. Uh, and actually some of the hosting um is some hosting companies take it very seriously and others just don't they are stacking your site or your client's site on top of thousands of other sites they are cramming them on the server and they are they are concerned about security but they're mostly concerned about their stack their tech stack they're not so concerned with the fact that you have not um you know you're not um, perhaps paying attention to your own um security so sign of a good uh, WordPress hosting uh, company is that they are looking for you to um, upgrade your sites, your WordPress, your, your WordPress install um, automatically. So whilst that can be, uh, you have to be a little bit careful about upgrading WordPress automatically because sometimes it doesn't always A, go to plan and B, there could be issues with it. But the whole idea of this is that WordPress does not support its older version. So there are, you know, once it once WordPress has uh, decided that it's going to upgrade, so we've got WordPress 6 coming out soon. Once it's going to upgrade, you are then um, 
if you if you've still got the older version of WordPress or older versions before then, then you could be you could have problems. So um, hosting companies either ignore it and let you carry on or they actually put things in place to um, say you you will be automatically upgraded after, say, 24 hours for what we call a point version, a minor version or for a full version. They may wait 72 hours. Yeah. OK. Now we're, we're we've got off onto a tangent of hosting, we have. which we have. is important in the security of your site. But before we go fully down that road, uh, Eric, do you want to talk about some of the other plugins that are notable in the security realm? Sure. Um, so uh, you know, there's security, um, WordFence. Um, there is, and I'm blanking on the name of it. So one of really outside of managed WP um, that we use mainly for monitoring, it it doesn't really do a whole lot more out out of that. Um, we use, but we use managed WP for monitoring for security issues and scanning and, and alerting us to things. Um, there's a plugin. It's something login. And I, I'm totally blanking on on the name of it, but it's really handy. And what it lets you do is it lets you change the login URL to the website. So instead of going to mywebsite.com forward slash wp dash admin dash login, you know, dot php, oh, whatever. Hide my login. Hide my login. There you go. Hide my login. Um, you can you can create it to anything. So you can, you know, mywebsite.com. This is where I log in, you know. Um I wouldn't use login in the name, but you could go to, you know, mywebsite.com forward slash grasshopper. And then you put in, that's where you put in your username and password. So you can come up with something fun like that, um, you know, with, that your client will appreciate. And then, uh, so that that's a big step right there because if somebody comes to your website, go to, go to most WordPress websites and type WP slash WP admin. admin. And there you go. Now you're able to start, you know, trying you know, uh, combinations of usernames and passwords, but, but change that very, very simple. Um, but besides that, now, we don't, we don't I've use heard that, plugins. I, I've heard that that, um, that works good for like an individual who's trying to like bust, like the kids trying to bust into the yeah. uh, church site or something like yeah, that but for the automated attacks by the bots, they can find it anyway. I used to do that on all mine and it just ended up, like, I don't know that it stopped anything bad from happening. And it ended up just getting kind of annoying. Cause then like, if you don't remember what, like, oh, did I set that up on this site or that site? Or what was the word grasshopper? Yep. You know, like, yeah. unless you yep. have good records keeping all that, then it, it just got a little bit like unwieldy. Well, we, yeah, so yeah, that's true. But I don't have any sites that I'm accessing that, that, that I'm not on maintenance and hosting. Cause we just access it right through our server. Um, so, but yeah, you would have to keep, keep records of that. So the other um, the other security plugins that I like and that are very well regarded in the industry, iTheme security is excellent. Um, and that's one that we actually include with with some of these other plugins, clean talk and and such on our maintenance plans at focus. So people get those included because we want to have stable, secure websites that we are maintaining so that we don't run into all kind of extra trouble. So we make sure that our uh, our folks have that at their disposal. Blog Vault is also has become a really big name in the security arena when it comes to websites. Um, their 
blog vault has um, firewall and things like that, like WordFence does, but they also have Malcare, which will catch and clean um, malware. I'm like Malcare, malware. That's, yeah. That's all paid for though, isn't it, Stephanie? Those both, both as iThemes uh, paid for, is there a free version iThemes of is premium. I don't yeah, think and, there's a free uh, version of it even. And I'm not sure no. about blog vault and Malcare, but when it comes to these things, like, this is no joke kind of stuff that you don't want to run risks with, particularly if you don't have super secure hosting. If you're on shared hosting, you really want to make sure your site has been um, hardened. Have we missed any others? Let me take a quick look in the chat. Um, oh, Nancy says she's going to start using Grasshopper as well. <laughs> as her urls for things um yeah okay so i think that's at, uh what what plugin do you guys use if you're if you're here uh watching live let us know in the chat what you're using for your security on your site if you're using combination of any of these plugins that we're talking <laughs> excuse me that we're talking about and then when it comes to the best practices for hardening a site you do want to think sort of all of the the entry points or all of the points of weakness, right? The chain is only as strong as its weakest link. So if you've got your firewall set up and your security plugin set up and your anti-spam set up, um, are there other things? We talked a little bit briefly about usernames with the login page, but how about having your admin account be admin? admin. <laughs> Password one, two, three. Please don't do it, you guys. And if you have, um, if you're taking on maintenance for clients, like be aware that if something goes wrong, you're going, you're going to be the one that has to deal with it. So that's one thing we do in every audit is we go through all of the admin users. We make sure nobody's named admin for starters. And then we require them to audit that, that list them. Like we go through it with them and say like, do yeah. these people actually need admin access or can we lower it? And then we also ask them that they have all of those folks reset their passwords to make sure it's very secure. They hate it. It's super annoying. But, you know, again, if you're taking on the responsibility of maintaining sites, you've, you've got to make sure that you're covering your butt too, right? Yeah. So it's got a few people in the chat. And I just noticed Steve uh, was talking about 2FA. Uh, and uh, so is Nancy. Uh, how many people are actually using 2FA now? Now it's everywhere, isn't it? So Every I used to say through. passwords were the bane of our existence, and yeah. now two-factor is the bane of our existence. Mm. It is infuriating yeah. having to do two-factor for everything, especially if you have a team. You know, my assistant is constantly like, can I get the two-factor for this? Can I get the two-factor for that? And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. It's so frustrating. It uh, doesn't look like a lot of people are. It's a shame Sarah no. couldn't be here today. Um, by the way, Sarah is... Um, probably becoming a, the mother of a teenager today. So send your <laughs> condolences. Um, so that's why she's not here today, but she is a master of security and she has hers rigged. I don't know if you guys remember hearing her talk about it. She has two factor set up for her site, but somehow has it uh, has white labeled her home IP address so that it won't ask her for two factor when she's at home, but it will if she's out and about with her laptop. That's nice. next level geek hackery right there and i and i'm here for it that's it i love it because because two, two-factor is the bane of our life so but it's interesting yeah. as as developers and designers that I, I i'm getting the distinct impression that across 
the design community that people don't actually even though it's available that people don't actually use it so word fence you can set word fence up with two-factor authentication and and i must admit i considered it once for this again for this busy site where we had a lot of people logging in and i just thought the admin for it would just be too painful um you know people ringing up right left and center you know saying they couldn't get into the site and because mm -hmm. we've got two-factor authentication enabled um but we all have it ourselves on every site that we go that, that we use so it doesn't matter right. there's a lot of hosting companies that are using two-factor authentication google uses two-factor authentication um and um but I think what happens with us is we go, oh, no, we can't handle anymore. So let's just keep it nice and simple. So that makes it even more important that what for, you were talking us, about earlier, earlier, Stephanie. Depends. So we, we have a couple of clients that we have used it for because yeah. we've been in conversation with them and we've agreed that they're at a little bit higher risk um, for hack. They may have, you know, because we know that they're not doing a great job always clearing out old admins um and they were in a really bad habit of sharing their username and password with other people um and the company just grew and grew and grew and last year they did three billion dollars in real estate transactions wow when you're that Sheesh. big of, when you're that big of a company, yeah when you're that big of a company with you know almost five thousand real estate agents um not, not all they don't all have user admin access even even kind of close but when you're that big and you're in multiple states and, and stuff like that you you're a little bit bigger target um and we were noticing some attempted hacks and we were picking up on things so with them we did install we did require we did talk them into to going to two-factor authentication um but they're only like one of four clients that we've done it with so it, it just all depends. We've got a medical center. They their website is completely information. There's actually no medical records on there, anything like that. But eh, um, we've got a Department of Job and Family Services that, because people may think that there's records that they could access, which they really couldn't. Um, yep. You know, we have it on that one, and there's there's one more. I can't remember what it is. Um, so you so that's, that's something. You know that's a different side to it isn't it eric it's 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 one thing to protect the website but it's also another thing to protect the user data that's on there as well or the perceived user data you know like none of our sites really have user data on it that i can think of but there's a what a, about contact yeah. form details so no um, contact you know, form details there would be so, yeah. yeah yeah so that would have uh email addresses phone numbers so you you are you know making sure that you are uh, as the developer that you're doing the best you can you know it's not there's not uh there's not a panacea here it's not there's no way you can actually completely stop it but as you said earlier eric you can you can do as much as you can to make it as difficult as possible yeah it's like it's, it's like a door on it's, it's like a lock on the front door of your house i mean yeah people are still going to be able to break into your house if they really want to yeah. you know that's the thing yeah. if somebody and and i i listened to a great podcast um all on uh cybersecurity because being digital you know when we were becoming digital nomads we you know i was wanting to learn as much as i could and this guy's was was an expert it was fantastic and and what he he and he even said if somebody really 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 wants your stuff they're gonna get it 
but but that's far and few between the people that really really want it so just do a couple of things and you're gonna be fine yeah so there was one uh, thing that sorry steph go on oh i wanted to say before we get off the subject of two-factor um ken mentions in the comments that he's using google authenticator yeah for his two factors so you can get two factors through your phone you can get them via yeah. email codes you can use an authenticator app yeah. and another little warning i don't i'm not sure how google authenticator works if you can use that on multiple devices but this is another uh sarah oates trick that i learned she had a two-factor app on her phone and her phone went swimming and Ooh. after that she didn't have access to it like the phone was dead and it was an app on that phone with all her codes in it so if you don't have your backup codes saved somewhere which who does that really does anybody actually do that to save all those backup codes and then remember where they are even uh so i've been using um an app from setup because you know that's oh, how i roll but it's go. called it's called <laughs> step two you can always get all the setup apps on their own as well, but it's called step two and I have it on my computer and on my phone and on my tablet. Like you can, with the setup license that you have, you can put it in multiple places. So that to me was like a really great tip, tip. because I was yeah. using something. I was using whatever it was she was using as well. And so I was like, oh man, that's kind of terrifying. Yeah. The worst authenticator app I've come across is the Microsoft Authenticator. It is painful. <laughs> so painful waiting for it to work and don't I've, I've, don't start yeah, a microsoft war no it, when it, know it how just, that goes no, in this i group. know i know i'm not going there but i'm just saying that it was it was so painful because um uh, you know you've set something up with a client microsoft insist on two-factor authentication they insist on you using their authenticator app and then it and then it just doesn't work uh so uh, I think authenticator apps are a really great idea, by the way. That's that's not yep. me dissing authenticator apps, but there's something in the execution of them that doesn't that is a bit flaky. So, um, so then so, the other thing, uh, what's the two factor Steph mentioned? Oh, um, Richard's asking. It's called step two TWO. Just Last, rewind it's about in setup. seconds, Richard. <laughs> step two. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I want to talk about before we dive into our monitoring portion of the show is the domain itself. Do you guys use Cloudflare to yeah. monitor and protect your domains? And, and how, how do you configure that for the best case scenario? We have Cloudflare, um, anytime we're hosting and man managing a site, I won't say every time, probably 90% of the websites, um, we go ahead and, and manage their DNS, especially if we know they're not going to be doing anything. We have a couple that they're regularly having, having to add text records for different things, stuff like that. So we don't, we don't want to deal with their DNS. Um, but we use, we use Cloudflare to manage client DNS. Um, it's great. I love it. And there are security settings in there. And if you have it set up, depending on your, like, with our host, um, we don't have to set up any type of SSL certificate because it's built all right in through Cloudflare. So we've got mm. that. Um, if your site's under attack, you can go in and, and click a button and you know it, it has things in place that it starts to help you if you're under one of those 
DDoS attacks. And so um, it's there if we, it's a tool if we need it. I, I don't use, I use SSL from my host though. I wonder what the difference is. If anybody knows, that would be interesting to have a conversation about that. Um, yeah, we use that and to set it up, we always go in and I set up, um, I have a catch all address for my agency, you know, it all just comes to me. So I set up like client name at enjoy sweet tea for the account. And then we get everything set up and we do it all. We add it as a delegate to our primary agency account. And then we send them the credentials and say, please save this and change your email and password, which I, I'm not sure any of them have ever done, but my hands are clean. They have ownership of their domain and, um, DNS and everything. Nancy says that'd be a good webinar setting up Cloudflare. Uh, all of the DNS stuff really is so comp. We all are so close to it. And I, I think there's such a, sh a small percentage of us web geeks that actually feel like we have a real solid grap grasp of it. So it would be, um, that would be interesting. Yeah. It's what Nancy, to do I'll when things go wrong, isn't it? It's yeah. not just, it's the, the, the setting up is one thing. It's when something goes wrong and being able to, to, to undo it. And I think the thing with with Cloudflare is that it effectively Cloudflare introduces another step into the website before the website. So it's like another step to for the end user before they get to the actual um, IP address of the website. So that's really good for for stopping and distributing denial of service attack. So if you're getting a distributed denial of service attack and traffic is flooding to towards your IP address, uh, Cloudflare is a way of distributing that um, DDoS attack and, and stopping it from having a huge effect and stopping you from, and the, the other, the other uh, websites that are on your server from having the same problem. And I think that's probably one of Cloudflare's biggest assets. Um, okay, guys, so now let's move on to once we've got all these things in place, we've got our plugins installed, we've got our policies in place for usernames and all of those kind of things. Now we move on to how are we going to make sure things stay secure? How do we keep tabs on everything? Um, Eric, you want to start first? on what you guys do? Yeah, so for everybody that's on our maintenance and hosting, um, we currently are still using Managed WP. Um, it's just one of the things we turn on in there. Um, we have it, we pay for it, it, it auto scans, uh, we get alerts, we get downtime, you know, uptime monitoring alerts via text message and email. Um, and so that's one of the, that's one of the big ways. And clients really like that because we tell them, your website is being monitored. I'll know if your website goes down before you do. Um, mm -hmm. and, and people really like that. Uh, so that's how we do it. Um, and it's never let us down. Uh, yeah, we use, we use a uh, managed WP as well. We also sometimes put, um, additional, uh, monitoring things like uptime. Oh shoot. What is it? Uptime robot. Uptime robot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we set that up, and um, and then I do have a Absumo uh, monitor. Uh -oh. that I'm, like it's one of those ones that I'm st I'm just waiting for it to actually get good. It's called Hexowatch, and every single day we get it's a visual um, regression tool, like it's a visual monitoring tool. So it's supposed to alert you 
if something on the front of your site changes. Oh, right. Yeah, the pages which change. Yeah. It's really useful for us mm. when we're monitoring so many sites. You know, it's nice to have mm. that because you can't you just can't remember, you know, as a human being what all these sites are supposed to look like necessarily. But um but we it gives us like a false positive every single day on our site. So we just keep we just keep waiting for it to start working because I, I I would love that if anybody knows of a good um, visual monitoring tool, I'm, I'm all ears. So what does what does Uptime Robot do? It it just tracks if your site's up or not, and it pings you and you can set the duration of it. And it's free for, you know, certain level of checking however often. Yeah. And it'll send you a message like anywhere. Um, it's just, well, why, a, I'm just curious, do you like it? Is it more reliable? Do you, do you like it better than what's in managed WP? I think it's a bit more reliable. I think okay. the managed oh, WP one has gotten a lot better. They went through a rough patch there where they were sending out, um, notifications all the time and the site wasn't down or then they'd miss some. This is maybe a year or two ago though. It's been a while mm -hmm. and they've really improved it, but I feel like the trust factor has not been fully earned back yet by a lot yeah. of users. Yeah. So um, if there's something where it's really, really crucial, like if it's an e-commerce site or there's things that is really crucial that you know the second it goes down, um, then that's that's where I would put in a, a redundant solution, even though we do also use uh, Manage WP. Now, there is um, Main WP and Blog Vault are, are you know, parallel products competitors, I guess, um, and uh, Infinite WP, right? Are they still around? Not sure about Infinite WP, but just talking about Uptime Robot, they oh, are... So they, 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 a comment about it. There's what, sorry, Eric? Sarah uh, just put a great comment about it in the uh, chat there. Oops, Hi, go Sarah. ahead, Mike. <laughs> sorry, we were both there. <laughs> Uptime Robot is checked by location, which is good if you're not in the USA. Yeah. Absolutely. Isn't everybody um, in the USA? I mean, come on. No, well, we're, we're, trying, we're trying to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the Uptime Robot's got free monitoring for up to 50 sites. And the great thing is that, you know, for a free tool to give you that amount of monitoring and you can set it for the period that you want to uh, monitor the site. So you're not going to keep checking the site, say, every one to two minutes if you've got a site that you want to do that you can do that and i think you have to do that on a on a paid version um but what they're doing recently is they're on a bit of a charm offensive and there's a lot of emails coming out from uptime robot uptime robot about what you can do um, and what they've also just set up is there's now tools to set up a page that you can set up for your customers where they can check their uptime so you can actually give your customers a link to their um you know, they can check as to their heart's content what their uptime is on their on their website, which is a nice little add on um, and, and putting my Eric business head on here. It's something that, you know, when you're selling your maintenance and you're selling what you do mm -hmm. for your clients, you can say, well, we can set this up for you as well. Um, and uh, you can go and check your your website um, and it's uptime whenever you want to. And it's quite nice to be able to go back and say, look, here we go. Another 100 percent uptime. And the mm -hmm. fact that you've got, you, you can go back and check if somebody says, oh, well, you know, I, I think my website's been down a couple of times. You can go back and say, well, actually, it was down for this amount of time. It's also quite good for you as a, um, you know, as, as someone looking after their site, if they're on a care plan, well, they might not even realize that their site's been down. And you can say to them the next day, look, just got to let you know, 
your site was down last night. We were on it. We checked it. We could see there was a problem. We fixed it for you as part of your care plan. Thank you very much. Uh, I did this a couple of weeks ago with one of my clients and uh, and they just came back with, oh, we didn't even know it was down. Thanks for letting us know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that's always a great that is standard operating procedure here you know if we do anything like that like yeah you want to send that email um because it man you've just locked in that recurring payment for the Mm -hmm. next 12 months guaranteed Mm -hmm. for sure yeah Um, demonstrating your value so i actually go in and knock mike's client sites offline every so often (laughs) he does it my client site It's, it's a little service and I have oh, true friends. Yeah. True friends, yeah. Um, My clients I, like always go offline at about their 11th month of a 12 month. Yeah. Wow. That's what a coincidence. That's awesome. I, I used um, not uptime robot, but just the regular managed WP uptime monitoring in um, just this past week because a client, I inherited a client site. And we took on the maintenance, but she didn't want to switch hosting. You know, whatever. I I give them the options. I tell them what the risks are and stuff. And then we had her site going down and down and down. And we could actually show her it was down two hours in this block, three hours here. It's been down right now for five hours straight. You know, we could show her the data to say it's we've got to make a move because you're really going to have damage your reputation and stuff and and that's so that's nice too and it can verify like what you've said in the past like that's not a really reliable host we'll do our best but you know so anyway so that's another little um tip the other there's other things that are monitored in managed wp and there are other um services as well like do you keep tabs on your speed and performance you know that does regular checks in there it does regular checks for um security issues although the managed wp security issues they really only check if a plugin is out of date basically it's not really checking for malware or anything like that even though it gives you the impression that it is so if you've got um if you're using managed wp and you have concerns about hacks or malware you might want to look into Malcare um, or Blog Vault because that's their absolute specialty. Like that's that's their bread and butter. Um, uh, okay, Anders is asking us a question. Anyone ever have a site hacked? I've had one hacked once. Hosting fixed it within minutes. Now I use premium hosting and they take care of security. Solid login name, 16 plus character password. Yeah. Excellent advice. And if you yeah. do have a site hacked, my recommendation is do a, roll back to the last stable backup that you know you have. That's like level one move, right? If you can, if it's an e-commerce site, that could be tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, but roll it back and see if that does it. It may not because there may be code injected in that you ju- that won't get resolved by that. And so then I typically just go straight to the pros. You can go to Securi. It's like 99 bucks or 500 bucks, you know, depending on what all is included in it. And it's worth every penny. Your client, if you have done all that you should be doing and you followed all of these tips and your own best practices and things you've learned in the industry, then that's on your client. That's not on you. So make sure you I think it's a really good point. 
Yeah, it's a really good point because I think sometimes you, um, it's, it's sometimes good to use those kind of services because the time it's going to take you to go through that yourself, you're better well, off spend, spending the be money on somebody else. Hours and hours and hours. Yeah. And, because and, that's you all know, they do. That's their, and, their primary focus. Every exactly. Day. Yeah. And security just gets it done. You will have, yeah. you can go and do search, like have online scans that are free that you can go in other places and stuff. Yeah. Even on the security site, they have a free scan and things, but boy, when, when you're, once you really get hit hard and if it's, if you can find what you've got, like if you can figure mm. out what hack you had or what file got in there or whatever, you can do Google searches and you can find it. I've gotten rid of some on my own. Some are mild yeah, and you here. don't really need that, but like yeah. put an hour or two max and then just like send it to the big boys. Cause it's just not thing. worth the risk because they keep stuff hidden and then you'll just get reinfected immediately anyway. Yeah. And that's the thing, just because you've put word fence or security or any of these plugins on does not mean to say that you are not going to get hacked. It is, it can still happen. Um, right. So I think I, one of the, sorry, go on, Eric. I was just going to, something that Steph said, um, that was really good. Cause we, we've had, uh, two sites hacked. Um, we had two sites that users because of poor, um, username and password management, um, the disgruntled employees got in and, and started wrecking havoc. Nice. Um, so that that's what it was in, in both situations but one of them was an e-commerce site and the the first thing that we do when we go when we have to restore an e-commerce site is we go in and we download all of the we, we make a clone of of the site and then um that way we have an uh all of the orders all of those mm -hmm. the, yeah. all the yeah. orders stuff like that because then you can yeah. export those and re-import those and yeah. so just a little don't 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 it is tricky though if you've got order if you do that and then any order is placed. Like if you roll back and then order is placed, you cannot dump that thing back over it because it changes the numbering of the tables and you are in a yeah, real Yeah, you've got to be careful how you do it, but you at least you still have but the yeah. everything. Right, yeah. that's absolutely true. Yeah. I cannot think of anything worse than getting into that kind of e-commerce situation actually in, in terms of, you know, rewriting records, customer, customer uh, data, uh, that is the so e-commerce is take a very big, very big care before you you think about how you're going to do that. Um, charge good, more good, we charge yeah, more. Absolutely. For, yeah. If you're an e-commerce site and you're on our maintenance and hosting, hey, it's one hundred and twenty nine dollars a month. And and yeah. if that's too much, then I'm not the right company for you. And that's OK. Um, yeah. There are two hundred and fifty thousand new websites added to the Internet every single day. I'm going to be okay. If <laughs> not hire me today. You're gonna cope. I have 250,000 new websites tomorrow to go after. So there's, yeah. there's plenty. Out I, there. uh, we at focus, we used to charge more for e-commerce and other like advanced sites, we called them. And we, we switched our model because what makes something advanced? If someone has a WooCommerce store that has one product or they have just like a payment button or something like that, and they're like selling one thing a month, like you don't really need all the extra, like all that extra care. It's not that serious. But sometimes people would have sites that didn't have any e-commerce or anything, but they had a super active blog maybe or something like that. And they're on the lower price, but they really needed more frequent backups and such. So we just, we just made um, like if you want 
every five minutes your site is backed up or every hour, whatever it is, you you can pay, you can upgrade and get those things. Cause we thought like, well, let's just leave it to the agencies to decide what, what matters or not. But if you've got, if you've got products and sales being made every day, you just, you just, it's, you've got to pay more to have that, yeah. you know, like you've got to do the add-ons or you've got to go to somebody that's really looking after it. What Eric? Yeah. I said, that's a really good way to handle it too. Let them, let them decide. And so, and a, a lot of these services you can offer is, is a la carte. Mm -hmm. uh, again, defer the risk back to the, to the client. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, all right, you guys, anything else that we've missed on the monitoring of the sites? I mean, obviously we all use that same tool, so there's not been a big variety in, um, <laughs> that part of the discussion. Although, um, I mean, we, we all use it slightly differently. Any other, uh, final thoughts on that? Uh, no, I just, I did want to pick up on a comment that, uh, uh e-media hosting has put in here, which is, uh, uh, when you're sort of talking to clients about uh, security and the importance of backups and, and and updates and and you get that sort of oh you you know I'll be all right kind of scenario it's a bit like taking out insurance isn't it it's exactly the same thing and and uh, getting that across to a client and getting them to understand the importance of uh, maintaining and looking after their website you'll get some people that are just brilliant and they just sign up for it straight away and they understand and we talked about this a few weeks few weeks ago and i think sarah said that she tends to get people on board with their maintenance uh, early at the beginning rather than say at the end of the the website process mm -hmm. um but i think it's important to to, to bring it up earlier about website um, maintenance and how important it is to 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 look after so um yeah sorry steph i just wanted to uh, no that's totally that, fine um andrew just sent a message saying that he's he's got a site that he likes called katera i don't know how to say it q-u-t-t-e-r-a.com i'll put it in the chat and then um we can we'll put it in the show notes as well if you're not if you're uh, listening after the fact uh he, and this has um it's free and it'll scan and show you where any infected files are. So that's one of those right. things where I was saying, like, go and try Good one tip. of the free ones first and see if, if you can right. find out what the file is, where it is, you may be able to just delete it yourself, but make sure you do your research and your due diligence if that is to happen. But you know what, guys, the foundation of all of these things, none of this is rocket science. None of this is really wild and crazy compared to what we really do. It all goes back to the same things we talk about all the time, the foundations of our businesses and our processes, right? Use mm. good hosting, mm. uh, use reputable plugins to do things, at, you know, like pay people who are good at what they do to do the things that they're good at rather than running risks. And, um, keep on top of things, make sure you're doing maintenance on the sites. Like we talk about selling maintenance all the time, but like, there's a reason for that. It's because it's super important. It's not just because it's cool to make recurring revenue. It's because it also is an amazingly valuable service. Yeah. So uh, if, if we stick to these things, uh, I mean, every one of you out there can install all these plugins and configure them the way we just said, you know, get you some iTheme security or WordFence or, or whatever it is, some spam protection, put your domains in Cloudflare, monitor your sites with Uptime Monitor, or Manage BP or whatever your management of uh, website management tool of choices and uh and keep tabs on it and keep them up to date 
of course we didn't even really talk about that did we like keep the plugins up to date keep yeah. make sure php is up to date all of those things and like 99 out of 100 sites are going to have zero issues so you got this you guys i sort of failed at making this interesting it was kind of boring i'm sorry <laughs> that's good you did a good job you did a good job thanks so, eric thanks eric. Yeah, but anyway I, I, but it I, is I, but i do want to say that it isn't hard or scary yeah. It still yeah. might be boring, but it's not. The problem is, though, it can become, we can become complacent mm. with it because we haven't had an issue, you know, uh, but yep. none of my sites have been hacked. So that's the, that's the big concern is that it, that it, that you can come uh, complacent, but just try to, from day one with clients also set an expectation. So don't ask your clients to email you their passwords to things you know wow. use LastPass or i put it in the, i put a link to it um over on uh youtube in the chat if you're you're watching live but um one time secret mm -hmm. we use that a lot um and i just send it you know just the url and just say hey please use this and and send me your password and then let me know what the the access phrase is yeah. um because that's that, one of those weakest links, right? That's, yeah, that's because, where you can harden up the weakest link. If all of your email was sitting there and it's got all of this history of usernames and passwords, I mean, how many of us just let our Gmail's inboxes grow and grow and grow? Man, yeah. if that gets hacked. And you're sitting under a camera in a coffee shop in Lima, Peru? Come no, on. Yes. Oh, you got to be careful. <laughs> Come on. That's yeah, right. that's a great idea. We use that as well. And we've, I, I did a little video, like a quick little loom video. It's like not even a minute long. Like, here's how you do this. This we use a safe note. I think it's called, they're all the same concept though. And we've got a little, um, canned email. If you, if you are a LastPass user, please share it to this email address in LastPass. If not, please send us a secure note here. You know, like we have, it's like, and it's just canned. So we just send it to people and they do it. No problem. It yeah. works great. So yeah, don't think your clients can't handle it. As they can. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here, everybody, and hanging in there with us and contributing in the chat. We're super glad to be here. Please do give us a like, hit that thumbs up button wherever you are listening or watching, and subscribe if you haven't already so you get the notifications. Uh, we do post out onto the socials every single week before the show, sometime before, sometimes right before, sometimes a little <laughs> bit more than that before. You never know. Because when you're dealing with Steph, you know, time is a mysterious aura. Anyway, so uh, we will see you next week. This was awesome having you here. Hopefully we'll have Tim and Sarah back and uh, we'll have a full panel. We'll see. Who knows? It's been a while since we've had the whole gang yeah. on together. So uh, have a great week, everybody. Who's going to do it? Take care.